It is March 31. For those tax aficionados, that means your first quarter is in the books. And I'm sure you're on top of it. And I'm sure you're, you filed your March 15 tax returns because that just makes common sense that you would do that. And we are Common Sense Ohio. So you had to see what I did there. I brought it right back to commonsenseohioshow.com for those who don't know where to find it. Or you can go to like podcastworld.whatever and you'll find it there. If you're an Apple guy, they got it. If you're a, a uh, Android guy, they got it. If you're a Google guy, they got it. And girls too. I'm saying guy because we've mixed genders anyway. So guy covers everybody now, I would think. Oh. I never even thought about that. Oh, dude. That's true. You don't want to get into that discussion. <laughs> Not really. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean there's don't, a, don't, be, oh. don't be phobic. <laughs> there is a, well, no. Don't you're be normophobic. No, calling women guys triggers an, an entire huge discussion. You cannot believe how many articles I've read where that is objected to. Well, you, Even though I know a lot of women that call their friends women. Hey, guys. They call, hey, call them guys. We've done that for generations. And doesn't so that it, come just, from... But that is stopped, but now it's not actually, you know, like in uh, well, the New Yorker magazine, like there's been articles where that is not cool anymore. Well, and mm-hmm. I learned it from the electric company. <laughs> hey, you guys. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, But I think I think Guy comes from Guy Fox, who is a... Uh, oh, come on. I think you're right. You're killing me. I, it's, it's Look it up. You'll find out I'm right. <laughs> the euphemism Guy, we call people Guys, and it comes from Guy Fox, who was a, uh, oh, like a trader in Britain who stole a bunch of arms and was going to overthrow the government. And, and they have Guy Fox Day where they burn his effigy, and, and wow. it's in the fall, I think. Sometime, it's not Halloween, but it's close. Yeah, he, he... Guy Fox Day. Yeah. F-A-W-K-S, something like that. Yeah. Although back in the day, they probably pronounced it Guy, but... Guy Fox? Yeah, um, probably. Probably. All right, so Interesting. He's, he's Guy Fox, and that's I think that's where the guy comes from. Of course, now the comedians like uh, Chappelle, they call men bitches. <laughs> you know, they get up there, yo, you bitches, hey, you know, bitches. and it's like, wow, really? Man. But I'm a dude, so... Oh, but it's an insult. Yeah, exactly. It's meant to be an insult. Right. Well, you call a guy see, a bitch, that's an insult. That is how some of these New York chicks are taking it when you say, hey, guys. Like in, in the office when you have a meeting and the boss says, hey, guys, we're going to have a conference here in 15 minutes. Apparently, that is not cool in you know this office is, politics. It's now. like when you start dividing up these identities, you end up in this I'm infinite level. It's like uh, I'm just saying. in grade school when you first sort of comprehend the fact that you can split a line yeah. infinitely it just gets so small you can't see it splitting anymore but there, there there's no end to it mm. well see that's what this is this is ohio where you could still say guys and most women won't object because our women have common sense this is not the new york version of well, common sense and, and down south the the hated south they say y'all and they say mm-hmm. all y'all all y'all if it's multiple that's, y'alls yeah all right f all y'alls yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all is singular, and all y'all, yeah, is it, plural. And and when it's stated like this, I have no problem with it. But when I see it on social media, y'all, it's like it. Hey, I, I just can't do it on social media. Yeah. I just, I just, well, it's it, like it, just, that, it just doesn't. It doesn't it, right. It's like I the fake Hillary accent when she goes down south and she starts talking like she's, 
Yeah. You know, a, mi- to, a migrant worker or something. <laughs> trying you know? to acclimate. It's like, right. this yeah, Obama hard. did that crap, too. Oh, he would, Obama he, did. Right. Yeah. He would start to develop like a little. And, uh, yeah. and then just, they go to England and they talk like Madonna. Right. right? You know, right. the fake American British accent. Right. It's, it's like, so, stop um, it right now. Right. Just talk. It's so. Uh, You're from Arkansas. You know, get over yourself. Get o- right. 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 You know. You be American. Talk. But we end up. I, I, but I, on the other hand, I think we do end up talking like those around us. I think we we sort of fall into a uh, a yeah. pattern. So I'll bet you if we all move down south, mm-hmm. we might start picking up a little bit of a draw. But you do. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard it in my sister. She's been in, in North Carolina now for well, 20 years. Well. But no accent. Well, that's Silicon Valley East. I, and that's I mean, true. You know, that's, it, a, that's a different there deal. There are. He, she doesn't have a – when I'm down there visiting her, yeah. I don't hear a lot of draw when around you go to, people she lives. Go to Palm so Beach. So I think it's that yes yeah go to palm beach florida you're gonna catch it yeah Yeah. it's like you're in manhattan Mm -hmm. you're gonna catch it you're gonna catch it yeah you know i i heard and it was way before youtube so i have no idea where i heard or saw this um there was a a a linguist who gave a history or provided a a a talking history of accents Mm. in the united states and Mm. he he went from a British accent and showed how that developed into the Southern draw. Mm-hmm. And he did it, and, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, wow. when he did it that way, you could hear it. You could hear the British accent in the Southern draw as he made the transition. He goes, it started this way with the formal British accent, and, and it morphed into the Southern draw. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, yeah. uh, that is where it came from. If huh. you hear people from Scotland today and then go to West Virginia where there's Scots-Irish. You can hear it. You okay. can hear it. That's wow. on, you know. So what influence changed it to the southern twang, as we call it? Was it a, a kind of a Caribbean up? I, it it oh, just developed. It just developed. It just, it just did over time. It okay. just developed. And I don't yeah. know what mix it was, but yeah. he showed how that is sure. that is founded in a, yeah. in a very formal British accent, yeah. which uh, we don't associate it that way. You know, we look at it like, blah, 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 like it's sort of backwards. But yeah. uh, I, I like I like a, a, that southern draw. Now, it's oh. sometimes you get down to Kentucky, it's hard to understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. There's yuns down there too, Norm. Mm-hmm. Yuns gonna go <laughs> right. Yuns, yuns. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's what that's it's sort of a an interesting. You, you can't divide that, right? You can't divide that. You can't make and, everybody the same because we're all different. That's what makes this country so cool. It really, it really is. Yeah. That yeah, we have these dialects in different areas, but that's how they communicate on a daily basis, and it's an efficient way to communicate. Yeah, yeah. It just well, has become efficient for them. Like in Northeast Ohio, they leave out verbs. The car needs washed. Car needs washed. Yeah, they don't yeah. The, not to be. Well, you know, the car needs too. to be washed. Right. They just car needs washed. <laughs> well, I <laughs> just spent a week with my buddy uh, who's from Michigan and they've got a very obvious accent and Cleveland's picking it up too a little bit, but yeah. uh, you know, that, that they, they got a hard, mm-hmm. uh, almost like, um, I, I can't quite describe well, it. Well, Cincinnati but. has a little bit of it too, because yeah, if I, you're really from there, you're not saying Cincinnati, you're saying Cincinnati. I get asked Cincinnati. all the time. So there, there's, there, I don't know what else, I, but I know there's, yeah. there's. I get it. Being from Cincinnati, I get asked all the time if I'm from down something. south. Because I sound like I'm from Tennessee or something. Okay. You know, it's, you know. Well, and you there, don't know it. I just said something instead of something. <laughs> something. Exactly. Breaking off you the know. ends. Well, or and, so. you know, we, where I grew up, people, when I went to college, they thought I was like some country hick or something. And uh, I don't think I talk like that, but. I don't think so either, but, but we don't know. I think Again, I've lost it too. I mean, I can, yeah. I can, I can, when I, I can slip back into it when I need to, but I, I think I've lost it for the most part. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. You know, and that's, that's uh, there, there's a, there's a little bit of an act I have. 
to employ for a living. <laughs> a little. <laughs> or, if Sometimes. You, or if you go in a biker bar. <laughs> you go into a biker bar. You, you, you better talk right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just no. shut up. <laughs> you don't talk at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, wow. what, what's common sense go about this? How are all no you idea. iconoclastic <laughs> How are y'all motorcycle doing? riders doing did that, did today? Did that tattoo hey, really boys. hurt yeah. as bad as I thought it did? Yeah. It looks like yeah. Well, that's a really fine uh, <laughs> jacket with epaulettes on it. Well, here in what's Con- an epaulette? <laughs> here in Common Sense, Ohio, you can still say guys. You can still say y'all. You can say whatever the hell you want. Now, if you're trying to insult people. Well, we're going to call you on that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think saying, hey, guys, let's go do this, mm-hmm. and there happens to be girls amongst the gang, uh, that is, uh, I, don't, I don't have any problem with that. I guess a lot of guys still say gang. I do have a problem with hey, um, possessive for guys, and a lot of women talk like this. They'll say, hey, w- w- is this your guys's beer? Oh, your guys's beer? Yeah. Oh, come oh, on. You can't yeah. say guys's. Just a word. They have to understand yeah. there's an apostrophe after the S, and you just say, "Is this your guy's beer?" But no, they add on another S, and well, they no, say, it's it's is S this S your guys's beer. There is an S. You could apostrophe S if it's plural or if it's singular. It, yes, but that's it's not S what apostrophe they're, S. They're so talking to a room. S. They're talking to a room full of people, and it's plural, so it's guys. They'll they'll say guys's. Yeah, no, but now if it were now like, that just destroys if me. your last name is like um, Kyle's, it would be Kyle's. Yes. No. Correct. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because it's the, Kyle's beer. Because yeah. the because the noun is Kyle's K Y L E S. I'll say that's is this Ky- Kyle's beer. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, I, I got this got shoved up my backside recently. <laughs> oh my! I, I had an employee upstairs. You under, a brief. You, 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 you I had under, to look it up, and I was wrong. I, yeah, but you understand. I have my own dictionary. <laughs> well, right. So Norm, Norm is wrong, but he's okay with being wrong. That's, I, that's I, and saying. I think ninety nine point nine percent of us would just let it slide. We wouldn't care. We knew where you're going with this, but there's linguists that go, "No, you're that's wrong. Really you're, you're not wife, right." Your yeah. wife would probably my wife, would, my wife would catch it. Yeah, and she wouldn't shove it up your backside, but it's like, no, I think it's this. Guys. So so you look and look, you look smarter. You know, you look okay. Don't yeah. worry. Guys, That's come okay. I get it. Merriam-Webster I get it. dictionary is so mutated now. You know, every yeah. every every week they come out with another list of horrible Horrible pronunciations and, and yeah, new mutant. definitions of terms so, that we've known for so years. So nobody's wrong. It's all there is no it's immutable. Is. If you are today, you'll be right in a year. <laughs> right. This is the, this is this postmodernist That's relative right. relativism. Yeah. Everybody's right. Nobody's wrong. Right. Because right. there is like I had a grammar teacher at Big Walnut High School named Roy Merchant, and Roy Merchant was the grammar. Uh, or am I even allowed to say the grammar Nazi? But he was the grammar Nazi, mm-hmm. like the soup Nazi yeah. on uh, in Seinfeld. But he taught me grammar, you know. And at one point, he goes, we were talking about uh, apostrophes. And uh, we hadn't directly covered it. He goes, but for fun, like we were all saying, yeah, we know apostrophes. He goes, oh, no, I've got a, a, an apostrophe test that's got hair growing out of it. You'll never be able to pass it. And he was right. It was it was wow. very difficult. Like, And when you saw all these things in like a test form, like boys' bathroom, girls' bathroom, mm-hmm. Uh, you had to add a like it was just all these words and used in context, and you had to add apostrophes where they belonged, and apostrophe s and s apostrophe, and it was really difficult. It was, I remember thinking, "This is like I, I give up." Right, <laughs> right. You, your head starts to spin. It's mm-hmm. it's really confusing. Yeah, but this this one came up on a brief I was writing, uh, and I think it shut. It was in a friendly way, but somebody uh, somebody corrected me and said, "No, I think it's it's I had just s apostrophe 
on the end of the client's last name that ended with S. And uh, the uh, my employee said, no, he, he created apostrophe S, and I changed him back, and he goes, well, I think it's S apostrophe. And he, and he, he showed me the rule. He looked it up. We looked it up. And I learned from Kate L. Trabian, Manual for Writers. That's what Roy Merchant used as our teaching aid. And I looked it up, and he was right. Yeah, the spoken word, though, is a little different. So I roll a different way. If it sounds convoluted to say it, quote, the right way, I'll say it the wrong way because it sounds better. For example, I just got NASCAR team owner, uh, former driver in IMSA's, uh, Rick Hendricks. I got Rick Hendricks autograph. Okay, so let's say his name ends in S, and it, it, it's actually Hendrick, but let's suppose it's Hendricks. So if I got, if I want to refer to his autograph, I wouldn't say, hey, I have Rick Hendricks's autograph, because it just sounds stupid. Let me give you an alternative. I'll I say, met Rick Hendricks. He gave me his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I'll just say I have Rick yeah. Hendricks' autograph. It sounds perfectly or fine. I have, or I have every, Rick's. And, and everybody Rick, knows yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. And then you can, don't even have to do the he, she, <laughs> them you thing. You don't have to uh, m- mess Rick's. with pronouns. Exactly. Right. Forget the pronoun because I'm going that direction. It's like, what's your name? And that's all I'm using. Now, <laughs> I got to tell you, now, I and me drive me bananas too. People screw that up and it drives me nuts. I keep my mouth shut, but it drives me nuts. Yeah, now, if, if I, now, I got a buddy named Chris. If I get his autograph, I'll say have Chris's autograph. Right, well, that's what he was just saying. Because it just yeah. it rolls off the yeah. tongue a yeah. little easier. And then you know what? Maybe that's the difference between the verbal and the written. That's right. There, yeah. there, there is a, a quote unquote air quotes proper way for the written. But you know what? Verbally, we know what we're talking. We know about. what we're saying. Well, I we know teach, what we're saying. I teach, not teach it in the right word. I, I, I would sometimes I do seminars like we have to have continuing legal education. And one of the things that I was I developed some affinity at is the rules of evidence, which is what you know, the admissibility of documents or whatever it is in a trial setting. And uh, I always, I start with this. I was like, listen, learn the rules first. Learn them first. Only then can you break them. But learn them first. Exactly. Right. Then you can get creative with breaking them. So this is the same way. I think if you read a good. It is the same way. uh, Shakespeare did this, right? I agree. Then you can start using the rules to, to, uh, to promote your art. Well, like if you're writing poetry, you can do onomatopoeia. And, and, and music is the same way. Learn music theory first. <clears throat> Learn uh, classic music theory first, right. the traditional mm-hmm. classical music theory, right. and then you can start breaking them and acting like uh, Schopenhauer. Or, or making, up, making up words like Poe made up the word tintinabulation. I mean, he just came up with that. And it, you know, it so- the word sounds like the sound. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Onomatopoeia. Yes. All right, so we've done yeah. nothing to cool. make sense of anything here. So let's get going. Norm, what do you got? Well, I mean, we are um, Common Sense Ohio, a, a, so like a news commentary show. We could we could go on and on about this indictment of Trump. I just want to say that, you know, rather than discuss the merits and all that, let me just put on my Kreskin um, hat and, and make a prediction because I think it's fun if we maybe do, we all do a prediction. I'm going to predict that they will win on appeal. I think Trump's going to lose a trial. I think the judge is going to sustain the charge and not dismiss it. And I think there's going to be a trial. It may even go after the election. I mean, this thing is going to get dragged out and it's going to become 
the big election issue of do we elect, do we vote for in the primary or in the in the actual election, do we vote for a president that's under, you know, that's facing a trial? So this will be fascinating from a sociological point of view. But I think legally, I think um, this case will get tossed out on appeal. Trump will win the case, but it's going to get dragged out. That's my prediction. Brett? I'm going to have to side with what you've got. It, 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 that pattern seems to be what happens. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not the greatest at the law. I'm, I guess I'm always the backseat driver looking at it and not understanding the nuances because it's never covered fully. So I don't, I can never, until we get here at the round table to understand what's going on. I'm going to do a breakdown. Until it's breaking down, yeah. broken down, I should say. So I, I, I think it's, but my fear is it's really going to mess with 2024. Well, and, and, I, and the timing is just impeccable on this. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I, 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 the charge is nonsense. I mean, it, it's, um, nonsense isn't the right word. It, let's just call it a, a tortured stretch to, prosecute this case because the conduct is back in 2016 at the outset right so the, like you've got statutes of limitations problems mm. um there's a plural for you statutes of limitations <laughs> so you've got statutes of limitations problems uh if they were just charged as they as the conduct is but then the, what they're doing is they're saying no the conduct um that we're really charging involves this old conduct that would be barred by a statute of limitations uh, and we're going to use that to form the basis of a new charge, which is not outside the statute of limitations. And that's going to be this campaign uh, contribution fraud where allegedly a contrib- paying off Stormy Daniels was a campaign contribution, a de facto campaign contribution because it benefited his campaign. Um, it's a huge stretch of a charge. Now, whether he gets convicted of that, I don't know, Norm. I, I, I don't know. I mean... There's a couple possibilities here. It could get dismissed in pretrial motions. Oh yeah, I um, mean, there's lots of possibilities. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine. I'd be looking at selective prosecution issues because this conduct happens all the time. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, get prosecuted. I'm mm-hmm. just predicting that. Uh, I'm predicting that you know a a Manhattan jury of Trump haters they're going to convict him because it's going to be fun. You know, it's going you know it'll be maybe. enjoyable. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But my, my, of, I think a, they're going to convict him. And then I think he's going to win on appeal. So it could happen. Just to, the options would be a judge brooms the case or dismisses it based on some legal issue pretrial, like selective prosecution, yeah. or statute of limitations, or that doesn't form a it doesn't form a crime even ele- even as alleged. Yeah, right. Then after this, the state rests after the government rests its case. The judge could say, "Look, you haven't even taken these facts uh, in a in a light most favorable to." Uh, the government, you haven't stated an offense. You haven't proved any crime. Yeah, and yep. the judge could broom it then. He could, and then you can have another scenario where, after the defense rests, the jury acquits him. Yeah, um, or you could have a scenario like Norm's, where he gets acquitted or he gets uh, convicted, and then on appeal it gets reversed. Which I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Yeah. Either way, no matter how this goes, it's a debacle it's as a, far as the election goes, and I yeah. can't quite sort that out. Yeah. I, I can't quite figure out what the, what the angles are. I mean, if I'm the Dems. I would think I want Trump to run unfettered. I, I want him out there unfettered because uh, then you're going to split the party. I mean, look, <clears throat> if Trump runs and loses in the Republican primary, I would expect Trump to run as an independent. And that's going to split the Republican yeah. vote. And if you're a Dem, you're thinking that's the best case scenario for us. 
Um, well, see, or they just don't have a plan of attack, and if, they're trying to figure out how to take this guy down, and they're going to roll the dice, going, "Let's try this angle." If I was yeah. a dem, yeah. if I was a dem, if I was Albert Bragg, if so, I no, and here's a, here's, Alvin, a, here's a grammar lesson: if, if I, was, I was or if I were, it, I think it's a subjunctive case, right? So <laughs> if, if I were, <laughs> if I was the chipmunk, Alvin, and, and I was uh, and I was uh, consorting with my fellow chipmunks. In the in the DNC about strategically. Why would you insult the chipmunks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that Christmas song. So, uh, but the rest of them I like. The rest of them, no, I'm all right with. After you, no. After you, no. No, you first. That's no, pretty after good, you. actually. Uh, no, oh, I, I would I would basically argue if I was a DNC guy inside this, if I was you know Paul Begala or one of those you know, big brain guys in the DNC, I would tell Bragg, dude, dismiss these charges. Don't pursue it. Mission accomplished. Every good thing that they want to achieve out of this indictment has, has already happened. They mission accomplished. What I believe this is all about. It's an effort to break the Trump hold on the evangelical vote. So this entire process in my opinion, was to remind voters, hence, you know, two years from now, that this guy had liaison with prostitutes because, hey, after all, Stormy, you know, she wanted 130,000 bucks, uh, you know, to be quiet about sex. Where I come from, that's prostitution. So, at any point, at, you know, she says she's a, an adult. It's extortion film. where I come from. Well, yeah. it is extortion. Yeah. In effect, prostitution, because she got paid to have sex and then be quiet about it. And then she wasn't quiet about it. She had to write a $300,000 check back to Trump. So actually, Trump is up one hundred seventy grand on Stormy. But at any rate, p- politically, the beauty of this is it has reminded the evangelicals the right evangelicals that this guy's a sinner and i think the attempt was to remind the voters of that and and try to shear them away from voting for trump and split the republican party and i i would say that mission accomplished they Mm. even though trump's up temporarily in the polls i think that's a sympathy poll thing and i think he'll slide back down well this has hurt him yeah and and yeah, I was taking it one step further in my mind while you're talking about that, too. We're back to letting the courts decide who runs and who wins an election, if you think about this. Yeah, yeah. it's an because, interesting— Because we're—I we're, we're taint, I don't care, Democrat, Republican, we're, we're throwing somebody under the bus before a, a, a presidential exactly. election. And so now the courts— And it's selective. I don't care what the decision is. And it's selective. Is. It's, yeah, it's, it's the selective. courts that are now involved— in the election process there again, was, I, I agree. Think, I think this. I, I agree. I, I think if anything, this helps Trump. I, I, I really do. I, I think this. Well, it's helping him now, I, I but I think it won't long term. Well, if he gets convicted and goes to jail, it won't help. But it it it, it helps him in the sense that I, I always say this uh, with, and I mean it. It's like at some point, even the bully becomes sympathetic, and yeah. you know this isn't this is an unfair prosecution, right? Irrespective of what he did, right? This this reeks of yeah. of, of of a political uh, stunt. I agree. It's a long eighteen months till the election. Yeah, and and yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. yeah, he's getting a bounce right now. Once this sinks in, and the people realize, the Republican Party realizes that they've got this guy 
who's going to go to trial either shortly before the election or shortly after he wins the election or loses. Either way, I think a lot of Republicans and a lot of the money people are going to reassess on Trump and go, do we really want damaged goods or do we want somebody like DeSantis? DeSantis?" And letting those Republican candidates kind of take advantage of this situation, too. Yeah. And I think I think where Trump has been hurt in the polls is not because of this case. And I don't think the evangelical look, if if the Democratic strategy is we're going to we're going to uh, remind people that he's a hoe. We're going to send this out to the like sort of uh, into the ether and just the evangelicals aren't going to like Trump for it. They're missing the point of Christianity, right? I mean, they're missing mm-hmm. the point. It's like we're all sinners, folks. I know, and but Steve, they totally miss the point. But, Steve, it's, but, I get but then that. it split the evangelicals too, because some are going to say, "You got to forgive. You got to forgive." And yeah. some are like, "I can't. I can't put my or, vote against right. it." Or it's going to split them too. Say, right. and, and they, and I, but I think that's an overplayed card. I think I, I think well, the yeah, evangelicals yeah, are, saying, oh, yeah, are saying, yeah. "Look, we are not responsible." For what God puts in front of us here, and then if God put Trump on the hill to fight this fight for us, then that's who we're going to champion. Right? You know, they're they're not going to, and they're going to say that that's not for us to judge. I you agree, know, but judge not lest you be judged. I, yeah, I agree, yeah. but there is the at pra- least that's my brand of Christianity. I agree, yeah. dude. I agree, and that's, but the practical effect yeah. for a lot of the evangelicals will, will be, you know, do we want a presidency that is that is not just stained, but is hung up on this? criminal trial that may or may not take place during his presidency supposedly you can't take a sitting president to criminal court i think that's true if he gets elected that's right. it'll wait until it's over right. yeah yeah right yeah. so during the pendency you know we're going to have all a this whole chaos four years of like the the russia hoax and all this nonsense yeah, yeah. but i think um i, I think it really People are worn out with all this. Oh, yeah. People are sick of it. It's like, let the voters decide. Like yeah. you said, Brett, it, it's almost right. like I feel offended. It's like, who are you people to say that that the voters aren't competent to go to the ballot and, and <clears throat> cast a ballot? This is like vote fixing on a very high level. Mm-hmm. So you, what I'm saying to, is there's that Trump fatigue factor that people may not blame him. The evangelicals included, you know, largely may say, I don't listen. I don't blame Donald Trump for what Alvin Bragg just did. You said Alvin like the chipmunks again. Exactly. Well, his name is Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they may say, "Listen, this is unfair, and I don't like it." But people are worn out with it, and they may go to the unstained guy, even though it's not. They may say it's not Trump's fault that they believe him. He didn't have sex. He just paid her because he didn't want his marriage to be hurt and, and he, all that, all his excuses, right? People are just burnt out on it. And I well, think there's a certain number of Republicans, and I'll say I'm one of them. I, I, Trump's presidency was a little bit too much of a circus for me. His texting, he, he picked terrible people for a lot of his cabinet posts. Yeah. And then it was just a constant like battle with the media where he would start fights not every fight was his fault, but he picked a lot of fights, call, calling Rosie O'Donnell a pig, stuff like that. Like It was a freaking soap opera. It was a soap opera. It and was. I, I got to just say, dude, I love, I love a lot of his policies. I don't like him so much, but I am worn out with him. I'm well, worn out. Even I, though I'm, here I am defending him. I am worn out with him. He would almost be better as an advisor and have somebody up there that he's on an advisory role. How about yeah. him for you vice? You know, serious. How about him for vice president? How about DeSantis for president? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, honest to God. 
That would be that, an interesting. That but, actually would but here's probably the be a decent ticket for the Republicans to consider. Yeah, I think somebody, one of us said that Trump is slipping in the polls now, and I don't think it's because of this lawsuit or this indictment. I think it's more, I think it's, I got a hunch it might be tied more to how he's dealing with DeSantis because Trump mm. is Trump is attacking yes. Ron DeSantis in ways that, do, that and to me, it doesn't add up. And that's part of what wears me it's out. It's a bridge too far. You know, he's calling him de-sanctimonious. And he's I'm not like, those things. I'm right? like, dude, that's, just stop it. Yeah, Honestly. But, saying, but, but he's not. Trump is going to do that. He for the cannot next help he him. He can't help. He loves yeah. this wordplay. That's yeah. right. That it, it, it fires up everybody right. that's in the room with right. him. And and thousands be, of people look, are five. Right. He, he loves be, that feedback. He may be the smartest guy in the room, and he may get himself the nomination again. Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, right. I know. You know, it's it's a weird spot where we've got the the party. That's not even the right part. The, the people that are sick of what's in power now want to find a candidate that will combat that. Yeah. And this is maybe what the what the Dems are missing. It's not about a man. It's 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 not about what the other side is doing. It's about what your side is doing. And you know, how can you vote for Donald Trump? Well, because you guys suck. And, right. And I hate it. And I hate right. the, I hate your philosophy on and, and your your plan for the country. I hate it. I hate everything about well, it. Well, that's why if he is the candidate, I'm going to vote I'm for him. I'm voting for him. There's no question about because it. Because he will be the guy on the hill to I'm, fight that. I'm going to vote for him and I will robustly vote for him, but I will not be as happy as if it was DeSantis or Ted Cruz or somebody. Yeah. And, and what I like about you know, know you saying that is that you'll be the first one to say, what are you doing, Trump? Yeah, right. That's, what are you saying? Exactly. I mean, you'll Nobody, be the first one to tell him he's right. doing something wrong. Nobody I am critical of him. Trump yeah. is not perfect. I've watched, I've watched stuff on Facebook. DeSantis isn't perfect. Trump isn't perfect. Yeah. None of these men no. and women, no. none, of, no. none no. of these none guys, of no. right. none is. None of these guys is perfect. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we take what we get. But for me, the most important thing is to defeat an ideology oh, God, that right. would dismantle this country 100%. overnight if they could. Right. And and, and I, people are going, like, you're just being dramatic. No, no. I'm not. This, this, no. They, they, all you got to do is, as, as, uh, as Jay the Exchequer often says, he goes, all you have to do is listen to what they're saying. They are telling you what they want to do. They are telling you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they are they are making you know and, and so when people ask me do you think Biden is going to try to take guns but during the election I was like well he says he is and they're like what do you mean like we'll go listen to him <laughs> he's what he's exactly what he said mm-hmm. well I mean do you think he'll really do it or he'll be able to do it I I don't care if he, he's he, able to do I think it he was I don't distracted want, by ice cream this past time right well yeah <laughs> exactly I was like I I don't want him to do it <laughs> right and he says he's going to do it so I'm not going to take that chance I'm voting right. against that nonsense. So, Steve, let me pin you down, if you care to be pinned down, on your prediction. So, do you think a judge may throw this out? I mean, let me take the may out of there. So, I, I made my prediction uh, he'll win on appeal. What do you, you know, just, just if you would, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you think? Uh, the truthful answer is I don't know because I haven't, I, maybe because I have a legal analysis that I haven't done. So that makes it harder for me just to predict. But if I'm going to predict, he's getting acquitted. Yeah. Okay. So you think trial and he'll get acquitted. I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. So. Um, we should talk a little bit about this uh, new bill that got announced this week. Bipartisan. One third of the Ohio Senate is backing a bill to abolish the death penalty in the state of Ohio. We currently have 134 people on death row. Um, Ohio has had 11 uh, previous 
prisoners on death row be exonerated and released. Uh, Something around 200 uh, such cases nationally. Ohio's had 11 of those 200, roughly 200 nationally. Uh, Since the Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty as not cruel and unusual back in 1973, the same year they they did the Roe decision, which is interesting, they also reinstated the death penalty uh, for the born people. Um, At any rate, uh, DeWine stayed all executions since he has taken office. Uh, He has cited the pharmaceutical industry not supplying um, uh, an adequate uh, drug to kill and uh, the pharmaceutical industry is not really wanting off-label use of their uh, products uh, to kill people so there's that little debate. Uh, The Prosecutors Association is opposed to repealing the death penalty so is uh, Attorney General Dave Yost. uh, meanwhile, I, out west, I can't remember the state, North Dakota or Montana, just this past week uh, reinstated the firing squad for their death penalty. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think yeah. about I don't mean awesome in a great way, but that it just yeah. like, just, think about the They brought it there. back. Well, hey, if there's no drug. It's efficient. We're going to sit you between job. some sandbags. Well, you can hang them. You can, I mean, we used to yeah. do public hangings. Yeah. So in that scenario, they, some of those guys have blanks correct not all of them are shooting i don't, I don't know. know that's I an interesting know. question i, I always know. thought i was always under the impression i think there's a firing line when it when it was I, really in play i think there's there's, there's one, one that has a bullet and maybe the others no, no, don't no, so no. you don't the, know if you did flip that or there, everybody has a bullet there's one guy who has a blank so one so the conscience and he that, doesn't know he doesn't know somebody else uh you know puts the cartridge yeah. in the rifle <laughs> right and then that way nobody can go home and say i'm the guy who did it uh, right Look, the fact that you need something like that to assuage the conscious says something in and of itself yeah, about it the death penalty right sure it does it does that, that, yeah, that, right. that's that's a really good point yeah that right. we have it, it rides that heavy on our conscience right yeah that whatever we do it is a heavy thing it's this so is nothing I, to take lightly look, I, right. I i would not be capable of executing somebody nope um, me either I, I i might be capable of defending myself to the death uh, and I might be capable of defending others to the death if necessary, if I felt that were necessary. But it, it would be like that. That's the kind of thing that happens before you think. But it's, um, you know, as far as the death penalty goes, I've got, it, but look, doing what I do, I do criminal defense work. And people say, but I am sort of overtly concerned. I hate to use the word conservative because my politics are, are, are different, I think, than a lot of people's. But um, if my theoretical thought about the death penalty is we should have it. My practical thought about the death penalty is it's impossible to have it. And, you know, because it, how can you ever be sure when we've had 11 people, say, just in Ohio exonerated, that would have been killed? Um, and I, I have I, I, the, the standard voir dire question I ask when, when I have these heavy cases like that result in life in prison would be how many people think that false convictions happen? And you get hands that go up. You know, we all think mm-hmm. that happens. And how right. many people have heard about, I'll, I'll name a few, like so-and-so was exonerated just last week. Right. And then I would say, how many people uh, think that the prosecutors in those cases thought that the, the person they were convicting was actually innocent? Well, you know, of course, you can be exonerated and not be innocent, 
right? I mean, it it's is possible. True. Yeah, it's right. Sure. But let's you know. focus on the ones who were found to be actually innocent. There's plenty of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you take 11 and put that into the 134 that are on death row, 11 is about one twelfth. So when you think about that, you know, roughly one twelfth uh, possibly might be innocent or the evidence is tampered with or it's, you know, they can get a fair shot at trial, maybe an adequate counsel, a whole bunch of reasons. Better, so, well, better technology and, that, and, that, you know, that, you know and, is and, available to us, too. And you're going to yeah. have, so the death penalty, just so, to give us some background in Ohio, the death penalty works, in, it's a two-phase process. So you're first convicted of the crime, so murder. And then they have a second phase of the trial, which is to determine what the sentence should be. Should it be death or should it be life without parole? Should it be life with the possibility of parole? Or something else right. and you know the problem becomes when you get to that second phase so you can say all right this guy's obviously guilty let's presume guilt <clears throat> let's presume that the person is guilty for the purposes of our debate here and then get to the second phase who gets to live and who gets to die mm-hmm. and I commit the same act that you do Brett but you're gonna die and I'm not now then you have to sort of dig into why let's say we have similar backgrounds let's say um, you, you know, we both come from the, a similar neighborhood. We both have the, you get incongruent results like that with Ohio's death penalty and, and most of the death penalty. Uh, like or, you, or I come in with around. or like I come you do in, on everything, or I life. come in with except green, when deaths on the, <laughs> right, or I come in with green skin and you have white, it, you, and you all of a sudden say, a lot more green skin people you can get say the death penalty. There are a lot more uh, people who of color, black folks who get executed. I don't know that that's true. I don't know either. I'm just saying. It may know, be true. It's, it's um, a, I'm sure it's in a lot more black dis- people convicted of crimes, though. And then, right. then you would say, well, why is that? Do you have more black people committing crimes? And you would say, why is that? And then oh, you would that's, say, that's chasing that, our tails. You're chasing. Right. I'm not it going is. down that path, right. but I'm sticking I mean, to this. Like, yeah. take mm-hmm. two of the same people mm-hmm. and, and let's equalize uh, right. race. Yeah. And let's equalize right. the crime. Right. And then you get into these weird variables like, all right, one person hired a better expert to dig up uh, mitigation, and that guy gets to live. Another guy doesn't have that expert, or the lawyers don't, or maybe they got a newer lawyer who doesn't know how to mitigate, or maybe you just got a juror right. that, that is sort of a rogue juror that says, right. I, I hate all these convicted killers, right. screw them. Right. Um, so it, like, there's two parts of the death penalty that I don't like. The first is, in, during the first trial phase, there are plenty of cases throughout our history where people have been exonerated as actually innocent. Yep. And the second is, even if the person is actually guilty, how do you determine who lives and who dies? And it, it's right. and then and then that sort of dovetails with the point we were making earlier, Brett, where it's like the one guy needs blanks because of the the conscious part of it. And you know, somebody was talking to me about abortion recently, and they're like, "Well, would you support some, uh, like would you uh, your son got some girl pregnant, and would and she uh, would you support them? And you know, would would you would you if your daughter was there, would you support her? And I was like, "Well, all right, well." Why do, if it's if it's no big deal, then why do they need support? You know, because it, it and you know I'm not belittling it, but I'm saying it is a huge deal. You well, know, the, yeah. this is a big deal. Why do we need blanks so, if it's not a big deal? Right. Well, yeah. So you don't you don't necessarily need it. I think I think it's a prophylactic against future um, depression or future guilt or whatever, you know, when that marksman 20 years down the road, state patrolman or whoever it is, that's doing this, you know, 20 years down the road, uh, has, has deep, you know, moral qualms with, uh, the death penalty and his participation, that little bit of doubt that he may not have delivered the lethal bullet 
could possibly relieve him of that situation. It could save his life. Or if the guy he executed is found to be innocent. Right. And you can say, well, maybe I wasn't the one. I don't know if that helps. Exactly. But again, it's still back to the same question. Your point that as a human institution, our justice system is not, you know, it's not equitable. It, It doesn't have equitable results. Is borne out in all kinds of other government operations. You could have two identical homes be appraised differently by the local auditor in your taxes. The guy across the street has a four bedroom, two bathroom, or three bathroom house, same kind of garage, you know, the whole thing. And you're looking at his tax and you're looking at yours and you're like, well, wait a minute. We're in the same neighborhood, same house, same builder, same everything, and he's got less tax than I do. Yeah. Well, hold on. Is that a defense of the? Are you saying, well, that's no, just like no. that, so we should accept it? Or are you I, saying that, I, dude? I am just saying life is unfair. Yes. Right. And the justice system is is inherently going to be inequitable because we're human. Because we're human. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. because twelve people in one scenario want to give mercy for the exact same crime of of killing somebody in a convenience store than a jury in a different county. And there's no difference between the crime as your your hypothetical just, you know, Steve, what you said is, I mean, I, I agree with you. The question is, even lifetime incarceration versus, say, giving the guy probation after 25 years, that's an inequity. It there's is. inequities in everything. Yeah. It is, but if you have life in prison, and you're innocent, you still have a chance. You have a ray of hope. You have yeah. a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It you know, does. Like Clint it, Eastwood. And it, and yeah. Plays out. All the thing killing a man. Take everything he's got, everything he's ever going to have. It does mm-hmm. bother me tremendously that 11 Ohioans were exonerated and released from death row since 1973, and we have 134 on death row. And I, too, in my heart, would want to make sure every one of those people is truly guilty of, you know, be, before we would put them to death. And, you know, because that's a that's a final thing. Like, as you say, there's no hope. Once you're dead, you're done. It's done. Yeah, it's done. So uh, you can't fix it. You can't fix it. I get I get why this the co-sponsors are just about evenly Republicans and Democrats. I I think that rational thinkers come to the same conclusion as you have, Steve, where you want to take an eye for an eye. But if you don't know 100 percent and who can know but God? And Who if you can think really you well, know? And then that eye and for an eye is Old, know, Old Testament stuff, that's too. Old Testament it's stuff. Old Testament right. stuff, right. though. If, yeah. And if you think you know 100%, then that scares me. Exactly. That right. scares me. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Because that's right. The, uh, like, uh, this is, everything, as we've pointed out here, everything, every human endeavor is fallible on right. some level. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess the only difference, the only way that I would feel confident would be if there's like film, you know, like you, you've got Mark David Chapman, you know, with his gun shooting at Reagan, you know, and, and there he is on film. Like that's him. He's got a gun in his hand. Bang, bang. He shoots Reagan. Okay. I'm good with frying Mark David Chapman. Yeah. But I don't know that I am because I need to know. No, no, I, I'm not saying I'm not speaking for you. No, I know. I'm speaking for me. I'm giving you the opposite. I'm saying like, yeah, I would need to know more. I would need to know like what, what, like what's, is the guy crazy? And oh, do I don't. Care? Yeah, see, I don't care about crazy. Do we care? Do we want to execute crazy people? like this broad Audrey Hale that 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 killed six people in Nashville? I don't give a shit if she's crazy. I'm glad the cop killed her. I am totally happy about that. 
I don't know that I'm happy about oh, that. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah. She killed six innocent people. Look, there is some justice there. Love it. I would not be bam, happy bam. about that if the police officer who pulled the trigger didn't need to. I would not be happy about that. Yeah, I'm different. If yeah. he, if in, and I saw the videos. Yeah. I mean, she killed. She was still. She was still. Or she is killed. It he or she, I can't remember. But no, no. It's it, a. It's a. It's a physical woman. It's a woman acting like, or uh, as a man. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm not MSNBC. She's got her female parts. She was still, That's a woman. She was still reaching for her weapon when the police officers pulled the trigger. Yeah. And that's a good shoot. That, that, mm-hmm. That's a no choice type of thing. Yeah. Right? Now, right. Um, if, if she weren't doing that, if she were just sort of sitting there with her hands up uh, saying, okay. I surrender, you can't shoot her. Yes, yeah, right. that's different. Well, uh, it, it she, is different. Yeah, but it, she was engaging in a lethal you know, but it's process. not the cop's choice to execute somebody for the crime. No, if she put the gun down, for God's sakes, that's different. That's different, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm saying under the facts You're that cool are on video, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally cool. No, saves us a lot of feeding her three, you know, squares a day. She doesn't have to be incarcerated. Well, see, I, I guess I'll, I'm going to push back. I'm not sure I'm cool that she's dead because well, I would, that's okay. I would I like am. to see this play out because as these things play out, we gain insight into what the hell is going on and what, like, how does this happen? Well, I wrote a blog True. on this. I very presciently wrote a blog on depressed girls and women about three days before this happened. Did you? Yeah. It's up on our, up on our website about almost the exact same thing in my blog talking about the pressures on young girls today to be something other than what their nature is is ridiculous. Well, on everybody, anybody who goes through well, that but, pressure. But I'm talking about but girls. You're right, but you're, yeah. you're right. I'm talking about girls. The, the, the women, to me, are so precious. Women are the glue for, in my opinion, for, for how we became civilized. I think if the world was just full of men... It, it, it would we be would total, be sitting here. It would be an, it would be anarchy. <laughs> we'd all be, we'd yeah. all be in a sniper's nest, <laughs> no. shooting well, at each other, and it would be might makes right. I think women, yeah. in a lot of ways, are the glue that makes a civilization humane. Well, one of my heroes, as you know, Norm, is a guy named Andrew Clavin. We went and saw his play at uh, yes at uh, Stage Right Productions yeah. up there in Dublin. Brilliant man. And uh, he, this is his thought, not mine. Yeah. Um, but he makes the point. The, the the modern feminist movement, the they they don't it's not just about equality. They're taking on characteristics of men. That's what I'm saying. Except they're the worst ones. That's my blog. It, the right worst there. the yep. worst characteristics. Right. Exactly. So it's like look, I don't look at a guy who's a philandering, uh cheating, rotten, go out and get laid every night and, and have this sort of um you right. know, Hugh Hefner lifestyle as a role model. I right. find that not I find that morally uh, inadequate in every way. Well, it's very and destructive. It doesn't do anything for society, and right. I think it's. A, it, I think as an individual who is living that way, it's very unfulfilling because it's sort of like an addiction. You, there, there's no, there's no value at the end of it. And then the women want to be like that, yet they, yet they want right. to impugn that at the same time. Like women should be able to screw whoever they want. Yeah, you're right. They should be able to, but it doesn't mean you should that uh, that it's a good idea. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, so the, like they, they're not. That's that's Clavin's point, and it's such a good one. It's like, look, there, there's no masculinity is not toxic. Um, there is a version of masculinity that I would not define as masculinity that they're they're identifying with, and that is like the horrible, rotten guys who go out and and do these horrible well, things. Well, Steve, it's self destruction. It's the it's the it's this fantasy 
right? Which we're seeing playing out in college sports, you know, and finally the world track, uh, association said enough of this. You have to, you have to race in world track with what you're biologically born as. Okay. Yeah. They finally put their good. foot down. I didn't see that, but good. Yes. Yeah, there, that I came know the swimming has like the girl from Pittsburgh who's, who's been very vocal about this is, yeah. uh, has been on a stage recently. Too. Right. Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines. That's right. So, so the thing, the thing that I, I keep coming back to is when are we going to leave our fantasies and our, you know, Disney-esque, you know, uh, this pretend world behind that men and women are equal. Because when you look at reality, and I always go back, I mean, because it's a great statistic, only to bear out who is doing the grunt work when it comes to life and death you know, in, say, military or fire or police work. On 9-11, 343 New York Fire Department personnel were killed, right? 343 gave up their lives to try to put those two tower fires out. And they were all men. And there's plenty of women in the New York Fire Department. Now, why weren't the women going up the stairs with 150 pounds of gear on their back? Because they can't do it. Because they can't do it. And when are we as a society going to face the reality that women can't be grunt Marines, they can't be Navy SEALs, they can't be a lot of things. that's not a bad thing. No, of course it's I'm I'm not judging their value as humans. I'm just saying when we tell our girls that you can be everything a boy can be, then you get boys it's saying, lie. saying, well, then I, I'll get on the girls' basketball team. It's a lie. Because right. then We're I can do what girls can. I mean, right. it's, it, it, it is a lie. It is a lie, and it's a falsehood. And it, it look what it's doing to us. It, it had not, three nine-year-old kids in a Christian school are dead, and three of their teachers are dead because this trans lady cannot she could not through her counseling with the pastor there with her her psychiatrist with the drugs she may have been on she 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 squirreled away seven weapons and then plotted out this this day of revenge and it's and it's all tied up in her feeling inadequate and that's ridiculous that our society tells girls well, that they're inadequate. They're not the inadequate. Same, it's the same. I'm not a psychologist, but it, it seems very similar to the psychology on the other side of the equation for the other school shooters, the other mass shooters. Right? They have this. They have. They have this longing for. Uh, they're unmoored from society. They have this longing for something more that they're not finding somewhere. And right. you know, it, it. It it is. Right. It's the same on both sides. And the, the, the problem is because of the pol- the political wins, we don't have these discussions, you know, and that's the that's the hard part. And uh, what do you want to bet they don't publish that whole manifesto? They won't. Now, and what would you bet that if it were some uh, some Nazi esque? Uh, well, the Columbine guys, their manifesto. A, yeah, they'd publish the whole thing. The Unabomber thing. was published. If it, if it were yeah. racially related, they'd, pro, they'd publish the whole thing. Well, they did. The guy in Buffalo that shot and, up the, right. the shopping yeah. center, his manifesto was out there. Yeah, but and this I'm just, one they won't publish. Right. And I, you know, it, it, to me, it's all wacky. It, 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 these are mentally ill people. If and, you think that you have to write a manifesto, you probably have a mental health problem. Yeah, exactly. True. Right. True. <laughs> if you think yeah. your manifesto is going to change the Talk world. Talk about premedica- right. premeditation. Right. Again, premeditation. Like, premeditation of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Manifestos are generally 
you're, you're, you're probably not that smart. Well, I'm glad we talked about some of these national issues because they really do impact things like our discussion of the death penalty in Ohio. So, I mean, all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, these lessons from around the country, you know, help shape our our thought process. They may start here or they're going to affect us down the road. Yeah. Well, Ohio has always been that sort of, I hate to use the word swing state. It's more of like a, it's like the... The, the the fertile grounds for a test market for a test market the litmus test of what should be happening and, but yeah. i don't mean it as a test market because yeah. test market implies that we use it as such i mean i think things emerge here sort of organically mm. uh that have impact throughout the country i mean I, well I, if you I, want to view like the death penalty use of a death penalty as a social test has it really discouraged additional death penalty crime yes no and i think based on the fact that we wait 20 25 30 years before we actually kill the person you know on death row it's probably it's probably not deterring any crime and let me give you some other insight here because when i started my practice back in the 90s uh and this is an anecdotal assessment of of what i have seen in my career as a criminal defense lawyer in yeah. the capital city of frank in frank columbus ohio in franklin county yeah when i started my practice there almost was always at least one or two death penalty cases cooking and by cooking i mean like yeah uh, you knew the trial was coming or yep. there was actually a trial with death penalty and lawyers locally here we would all go get certified uh by the bar association to accept death penalty appointments like you have to go through a certain certification to actually get the appointments the fee yeah. was, uh, I think, 12500 per lawyer, which and is the, grossly the, inadequate. And, Steve, the last one was in 2018, so that fits with your timeline. Yeah, and and what I noticed after about uh, 2005, six-ish, there's been hardly any in Franklin County. I can't think of any. In yeah. Fran- and then I guess the last few in, when they were in the, the death gasp of the death penalty, not to use a terrible analogy. but yeah. uh, The last um, one was from Cincinnati. Yeah. It was from Hamlet County, but 2018. Most of those jurors, like the last few that I remember in Franklin County, the jurors were not imposing the death penalty. Yeah. Like the, the second half of the trial was, yeah. they were imposing life or life without parole. Because they have to live with that. Because it just, yeah. I mean, you know, think of them as yeah. the firing squad guys. Right. Yeah. And you right? can say maybe society changed or you can yeah. maybe say our morals changed or maybe even the lawyers got better at defending them. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah. uh, I think eventually the prosecutors just decided it's not worth it. And, yeah. And, you know, well, because it is a lot of work. Correct. It's a lot of work. And sometimes you're biting off. A, it's a bridge too far sometimes. So I remember when they indicted OJ, I thought I, I, I heard my, my impression of it was and I'm trying to think if I if I stole this from Bill Meeks, my mentor, probably. Um, but imposing or, or seeking the death penalty in that case would have been a horrible idea because it taints the outcome of the trial. You think, all right, well, if he's convicted, he's going to die. Yeah. You, you I think prosecutors mm-hmm. who, who uh, seek a death penalty in a case where guilt is not so obvious uh, are taking a bridge too far. They're, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're adding uh, too many chips on the bet. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if, uh, if you lose, you would say it's the same odds to play a hand of blackjack, but when you put uh, $10,000 on a little circle versus uh, uh, twenty five. Yeah, there's a. It feels different. You might not have all the jurors want to play that game. Right. I'm not yeah, going right. to play for ten thousand, even though it's the same odds. Yeah. I'll play for twenty five because I'm willing to lose twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to make a mistake with uh, an acquittal or a conviction if it's just life. But on death, I'm not. So I'm just not going to. I'm, I'm going to quit because I want to be ultra careful. Right. Right. Because you're putting your soul on the table. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. for I've, some, I've never been on a jury. But for there, some, it's I'm that. Sure. It's, it's it's that. My I'm father sure. was a common pleas judge, and he had a death penalty case. And after the jury came back with the death penalty recommendation, of course, he then had the veto power as judge to mm. to say basically, no, I I find your reasoning at fault, mm. and I am going to uh, vacate the death penalty uh, in this case. Now he certified it, or whatever the legal word is. He 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 approved, or uh, he, say, he signed the verdict, signed off on what the jury had decided, and it weighed on my father. Uh, I I talked to him about it. I said, you know, do you track where that guy is on death row? And uh, he said, yeah, he he got the death pay. He actually was executed, mm. yeah. and and dad, you know, practicing Catholic, good man, uh, you know, it it. It, it weighed on him. It, it, to him, he, he, he was 100% sure of that particular man's guilt, and that would be the only way I think anybody could live with it. There was uh, the first case in Ohio after the reinstatement of the death penalty. I worked on this case, and it was quite a high-profile case. And by the time I was working on it, I was a very young lawyer, and it was uh, in federal court in habeas corpus. And I got to meet the guy. And, uh, you know, so now we're going, uh, you know, he's 15 years later, he's been mm. on death row or whatever mm. it would be. Mm-hmm. And he was a totally different person. He was actually a very pleasant guy. He, he had come to grips with, I, I think he had, I I'm not going to say one way or another whether he ever fessed up or what, whatever it was, but, you know, he was very pragmatic, very practical. He wouldn't be a guy that you would execute now, mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm saying. So 10 mm-hmm. or 15 years later, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be a guy that you would execute. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of guys on death row that way. They, oh, you know, yeah, sure. There's, there's a reform yeah. that yeah. happens yeah. not because of the system, but because mm-hmm. you sort of realize like you, there's penance to it. And and uh, Absolutely. Yeah. One of the Watergate conspirators is a guy named, uh, well, he's deceased now, was Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson, you know, was in federal prison, part of the Watergate, you know, conspiracy when Nixon was president. And uh, while he was in, now he was, I've talked to other lobbyists, he was known to be amongst the most vicious uh, partisan uh, dirty tricks operators in Washington, D.C. history, like like listing people's houses for sale, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, you know, putting them on the MLS or whatever, uh, you know, f- f- just all kinds of dirty tricks. And in prison, to your point, Steve, he ended up becoming an ordained minister and started a prison ministry when he got out and he no longer had to be in prison. He went back into prisons to be, you know, a uh, to be a pastor. So look what we're doing with the death penalty. It's another. It's another argument. You're, you can you're, change. You're you can have another chapter of, of the their opportunity life. to change, yeah, and right. and not just change themselves, yeah. but change themselves yeah. so they can be a benefit to society right. in other ways. Right. And right. a lot know, of truth to that. The, I, know, I I mean, I, cutting lives short, like this this gal if, who died down in uh, after the shooting. It's like, what was she to become in prison? She'd have gone right. to prison and probably for life. Right. But what was, what would she become? Like, what 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 could we what could she offer later? And you know, you would say, well, we don't care. We want her dead. Right. And, and I can understand that if you, I, if sure. your nine year old was killed sure. by this girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. You right. know, but as a society, we have to sort of look at the bigger picture. And I. I, I, I so always the, come out against morally, like I understand why we'd want a death penalty. Right. And I understand the history of it. And I understand that it, it makes some sense, but as a practical matter, it's an impossible thing. Well, I agree with you as, as practical in the way that we have rolled out our legal system. I, that's where I agree with you. 
the inner Saudi Arabian, the inner Iranian, the inner uh, Iraqi. Sure, make it <laughs> racial norm. No, no, no. The inner part of me that wants instant justice would make the death penalty for me more acceptable if the perp was without question like on film killing somebody you know like if you if if, if you had video if you had security video of somebody going into a bank robbing the bank and then wasting 15 you know customers in the lobby and you've got it on film I would have no problem if we had a system that would do a quick trial and then execute that pecker like, you know, the next week. But we don't do that. We drag it out. We make it very painful for the victims' families. We 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 want to give this guy every possible appeal. And I agree with you, Steve. If it's going to be 20, 25 years, 30 years later, that usually is probably a different human being in prison at that point. It's a different person. And I think it's a lot harder on everybody involved, you know, including contemporaneous witnesses who no longer are alive, who can't even, you know, like, you know, some little old lady at a bank robbery and it happened 25 years ago. She's in her own grave from old age. In my experience with it, the the individual I'm talking about, it's like guards got along great with him. He he was sort of a statesman in the the death row situation. I get you. I get you, man. Um, he, He made a gift for us out of matches that was incredible. Like uh, this little house he built. Well, it's all he's got, right? Really incredible. Yeah. Um, And you know, it's not to excuse the crime, but it's like, uh, who are we to judge that? You know, and and who who am I to say dead or not dead? And, and that's, that's where I always get stumped. Yeah. Yeah. The Birdman of Alcatraz, uh, Carbine Williams, who invented the M1 carbine that we used during World War II was in prison on a life sentence. And, yeah. and, and, and he, the guards actually lent him firearms, obviously no, no rounds. And, and Mr. Williams in prison invented a gun that helped us win World War II. Incredible. So yes, you I don't didn't know that story. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it is an incredible, uh, J- Jimmy Stewart made that movie. You might want to see it. It's called Carbine Williams. No. I've never, I've seen I, a lot of Jimmy Stewart movies, I mean, but not it, that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, all right. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that. I believe in redemption. I, I am with you on that. I would also believe in, you know, swift a, and sure. A swift and sure. Kind of kismet that, yeah. Okay, but if we're not going to have yeah. swift and sure, yeah. then I'm then right. I'm on the redemption parade. All right. Well, what do we got nugget wise? Let's, let's wrap it up with. Uh, yeah. So quips. there's uh, some controversy about possibly fracking in Lake Erie. Uh, you know, uh, people are freaking out a little bit about that possibility, but it's done elsewhere, so we'll see. You know what we're going to do? What? We're going to get the exchequer. <laughs> and I'll, I'll try to line him up yeah, for next be... week. And, and let's, let's learn about fracking. Okay. That was he, really he interesting. Knows, that he knows sounds a lot good. About let's yeah. defer. Daddy, that's evolved yeah. in a very short time at rocket speed. We, yeah. we have taken an... Oh, uh, well, no. No, actually, you're going to find out from Jay, fracking's been around for like 100 years. <laughs> well true yeah, yeah, yeah. good point but yeah, we, we have but. taken you know this is a clean way to get energy and, and we, we're not doing it or it's getting it's getting discouraged that would so be great. i want to know i want to know what the real damage to the environment yeah, is. yeah yeah let's go there is what the perceived damage yeah, is they, yeah. they pump glycol down there and yeah. push it around and all that uh there's some talk at the state house about lowering the minimum age to be a police officer in ohio to 18 seems a little young to me but hey that's a nugget 
Um, uh, boy, I find that to be a yeah. That's uh, a little mistake, uh, yeah, right? Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't it seem like? Uh, yeah. And you could say, well, we send them off to war, but they're not the ones making decisions. You know, they're the grunts. They're the you know they're. they're yeah. I think at eighteen, you're you're perfect to be a soldier. We need to figure out the recruiting problem. It's a, a little way. different to say shoot at those guys that have the black helmets on, and yeah. well, the, the, the versus police, being a police the officer. Police training versus yeah. military discipline much more different. Not the same. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, you could probably take a guy through boot camp in, I don't know, three months or whatever it is. I don't think you can be a really good cop in three months. Yeah. Well, it takes more than that. Yeah. I don't, something about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little young. Um, first time unemployment is way up, uh, this month in Ohio. We currently have 74 some odd thousand roughly people in Ohio on unemployment benefits and first-time unemployment claims this month were 15,750. Ohio's unemployment rates about 4%. Um, the Department of Labor here in Ohio, for, for those 15,750 new claims, we have 180,600 jobs posted on the Department of uh whatever they call it, unemployment services uh, website. So, Ohio, Ohio means jobs. Yeah. Um, AEP electrical rates uh, in Ohio are going to, are said to be going up 28% by this summer. Awesome. So uh, we could look forward to that. Um, Go buy that electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. There is Save some money. There is that, um, that uh, LaRose uh, and Dave Yost backed uh, constitutional amendment uh, where, uh, it's going to take um, if if the people of Ohio approve the constitutional amendment, it will and the legislature puts it on the ballot and and people vote for it. It'll be uh, requiring sixty percent of uh, votes instead of a simple majority to enact a future any future constitutional amendments in Ohio. They are looking at a possible special election in August of this year to do that instead of on the November ballot. So um, that's interesting. And Be- Frank, Frank is on this? Oh, yeah, it's his bill. Yeah. Why, why don't we... Uh, we I, see I if really want to hear it. the side of this. I, yeah. I just don't get it. Well, it's too... I it's don't to, it's get to, it. Oh, well, I, I think it's come out why... why the, the reason is they are afraid of a Missouri or Kansas or whatever it was... Uh, a constitutional amendment that was passed shortly after Dobbs. Yeah, it's an abortion problem. That's an abortion thing. They But they said at first it wasn't about that. Now that they, they are. What they say and what it exactly. is. Exactly. It's, it, oh, it's, 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 it's I knew it was that. Well, it's it's always been anyway, pretty obvious know, that that's know, what know, it was. I know. Um so people are even fighting the pro abortion uh uh they have to get enough signatures to even put that on the ballot. And right to life in Cincinnati uh, went to the um, went to the Ohio uh, ballot commission and is opposing their wording. Uh, apparently, in a constitutional amendment measure, it has to only have one subject. And the people pushing the pro-abortion uh, amendment to the Constitution in Ohio are pushing both reproductive rights and abortion rights in the same measure. Mm. And they're trying to get that bifurcated so that, so that basically, you know, it doesn't involve, uh, 
you know, pregnancy drugs mm-hmm. and abortion, you, you split that to two different measures. Um, so we'll no, see. I think it's fair. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Like, it sounds like this is, this is always the problem for me. That sounds like a general assembly problem, not an amend the constitution problem, but we, we've had yeah. this, we've had this debate about the Well, we the can't, we can't help it. If the pro abortion, uh, people succeed in getting enough uh, signatures, they can put a measure on, you know, if it's accepted by the Ohio uh, ballot commission or whatever, as a, as a properly worded document, they can, they can put it on the ballot. Sure. Sure. And override yeah. the legislature. Um, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, our, our congressman from Ohio that's leading the Judiciary Committee, James, Jim Jordan, in my opinion, I've been watching a little bit of the hearings. He's getting stonewalled, man. I mean, he is getting non-answers from the Biden, you know, like Mayorkas yeah, and, they're not and the IRS them. people yeah. and General Milley. You know, they're coming before his committee and basically giving him... Gee, I ne- I didn't know that. I did, you know that's news to me. Uh, I, I I'm not prepared today to give you the answer. And his weaponry is just to like bring them back again and again with more subpoenas. So clearly there is a frustration at our legislative ability to get down to to well, satisfy people as to what the truth is on a lot of these. Here, issues. Here's here's the thing though is that I I learned debating in the college dorms that there's always the one guy that, uh, and that could be a girl too. There's always the one, there's always the one, uh, guy who's, who no matter what, he's going to ride his position yeah. all the way to the bottom and he's going to do it boisterously, obnoxiously and loudly. You're never going to convince that guy he's wrong, but you might convince everybody else in the room that he's wrong. And that's good enough. And, and these individuals coming up and stonewalling and giving non-answers and dancing around the truth is at least exposing the fact that they're doing that. Yeah, and those with something to hide don't act like, or uh, those who have nothing to hide don't act like that. I think it's time that they impeach Mayorkas. Yeah, you know, I mean, he is—he has done a terrible job with the intentionally. Well, that's it, right? Intentionally, he's he's not doing his job on purpose. Exactly, and it came out yesterday at Jordan's one of Jordan's hearings that illegals now can actually schedule a crossing with the border service they can they can say you know in order in order that we don't flood you guys and overwhelm you at 11 o'clock on tuesday we'll be looking the other way my 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 wife and i and our you know two kids we're gonna we're gonna hold hands and cross the rio and we'll be at this particular station and then they text you back and say okay we'll be you know we'll we'll be waiting for it I mean, we have now formalized our illegal immigration. Great. So, yeah. anyway. Hmm. All right. Well, with that, let's wrap it up. This is uh, Common Sense Ohio coming at you for it looks like about an hour and nine minutes, which is a uh, about the average, I think. Um, good discussion today over uh, really a, a perfect example, representative example today of why Ohio is a um, is a looking glass towards the rest of the country and sometimes even the world because we're dealing with the death penalty issues. We're dealing with these other um, uh, sort of hot topics here in Ohio, and so is everybody else. So as Ohio goes, so does the country. Uh, if you want to catch Common Sense Ohio, you can do it at commonsenseohioshow.com or wherever else you get podcasts. You got a question, you got a thought, you got a concern. Uh, if you don't really believe Norm that he loves everybody, you can write him a note right there at commonsenseohioshow.com, uh, and we'll get it, we'll comment, and we'll even respond. Even love on people on death row, man. Even love, love them all, man. Yep. So uh, anyway, this is Common Sense Ohio coming at you right from the middle at least until now.